Who's on first? What base do you want to talk about? I'm going to get in a lot of trouble here. You play to win the game. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever. Von Miller coming down your throat. Come after me. They're comedians, they're sports fans, and all-around degenerates. It's the Who's on First podcast with your hosts, Matt Marin and Anthony Passaretti. I'm a man. I'm 40. What is up, everybody? The first full episode, Who's on First podcast. I am Matt Marin. With me uh, is my sports friend and degenerate gambler, Anthony Passaretti. Oh, that makes it sound like I do it all the time. I only do it until I can't anymore. Can't. <laughs> That's that's the definition of a degenerate gambler. <laughs> I guess I gamble until I can't because I I've run out of all my money. I'll play into that character, I suppose. What was the most recent thing you gambled on in sports? In sports, the most recent I've put a very tiny amount on the Giants money line because it was so high that the, like if for whatever reason that they did exactly what the Jets did, it would have been a fun payout. That but was I was Giants Cowboys Monday night. Yeah, football. I was ready to lose that though. That was more just like it was such a big spread that I was in like, case. hey, screw it five bucks on this see what happens yeah the Jets beating the Cowboys probably the worst day of my entire life I am a Cowboys fan I that's mean, a very unlikable way to start this podcast the, I realize the, the the Dolphins smashing them is making yes. it so much worse for sure that was absolutely yeah a week after the Cowboys beat lost to the Jets they beat the Eagles and then the Jets now lost to the Dolphins so I feel like it's a little redeemed. oh yeah that's what I most recent I mean the most thing that I put like wasn't five bucks I put it on the stupid Jets the spread was only like three against the Dolphins yeah and I figured yeah. all right the Dolphins are, the Jets stink the that's Jets. the one thing you can rely on in gambling right now is just avoid New York at all costs yeah. like they're good just everything about yeah. us is so unless like, it's like, so the Islanders the Islanders yeah I'm a New York sports fan in every sport but football which I know is weird but I because I grew up in New York I grew up in Queens and uh every like stadium or team was like around like, Nassau Coliseum wasn't that far from where I grew up. Madison Square Garden's in the city. Yankee Stadium's in the Bronx. It's all around. The Jets and Giants play in Jersey. Like, I never felt connected with the Jets or Giants. I'm the exact opposite. I am from Jersey on the other side of the city. So while you had all that, I had the Meadowlands. I had yeah. <laughs> I had the Continental Airlines Arena, which turned into the Izod Center, which is where my Brooklyn Nets fandom was born. Yep. I grew up so close to the New Jersey Nets. Hopeless freaking morons. <laughs> I love them, but I it's just the Nets are so hard. Every time someone tells you they're going to be good, everyone on the fan base believes it. We're all so hyped, and then yeah. immediately we realize, like, oh wait, no, we aren't destined for that. That's not what we do here. They're looking decent this year. They look like the Nets. They're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, everyone's gonna get excited. There'll be a point where we can win a game, and in the last minute. Two nights ago, Spencer Dinwiddie, offensive foul, missing free throws in the last minute. Kevin Durant's making faces on the bench yeah. like, oh, shit, <laughs> Jesus. Like, how long was that contract? Like, Kyrie, Kyrie's first game of the year, 50 points, amazing debut, and they lose. That, yeah, he needs. He gets 50, he needs 52, and immediately there's front office concern. He has mood swings. That's yeah. It's just, that's like, so, so yeah. I had that. I have, but I am also a giant Yankee fan. That's from yes. my dad. My dad was a big old. Me too. Yeah. That's where me and you kind of have like bonded the most is about us both being diehard Yankees fans. Baseball is my favorite sport. Like it's the thing I, I know the most about. Yeah, me too. I grew up, baseball was like my first love. My dad was a huge Yankees fan. My dad grew up in like the 50s watching Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra. So my dad, like, I remember was, I grew up closer to City Field and I remember I was born in 1990 
So, like, when I was, like, five or so, I remember everyone I knew was, like, a Mets fan, and I kind of wanted to, like, just fit in with my friends. But then when I actually watched it, the first baseball memory I have was watching Dwight Gooden throw the no-hitter with the Yankees. Uh. I was against the Seattle Mariners with Ken Griffey Jr., Alex Rodriguez. Like, the only baseball players I heard of at that point were Yankees and Mariners. Because mm-hmm. in the 90s, it was Ken Griffey Jr. He had video games named after him. Yeah. Um, so Dwight Gooden no hitting them. I was like, this is great. Next year is Derek Jeter's rookie year. The Yankees win the World Series, and I've just Yankees ever since. Yeah. Mine was sort of like there was really no option. It was just sort of like as long as I can remember, it was just what was on. Like it's my whole family. Like when people would come over for family events, it would be like everyone's sort of watching the game. There was never really sort of a another option. It was so ingrained so early, yeah. which is so funny, and it's kind of why I don't have a hockey team. I like the sport. I can yeah. watch all of it. I decided when they existed, I'm I'm in on the Golden Knights. I yeah. like it, but also when I'm watching it, I don't feel anywhere close to that same sort of allegiance or even passion. With, with the Devils, even if you grew up in no, because the thing is, like my like, my dad didn't watch hockey. He didn't care. Yeah, I didn't know really how fun hockey could be to watch until one of my like neighbors, who's a big Rangers fan, started like showing me like, oh, here's all the rules. And then through the video games, I learned the rules. Yeah. And now I can totally sit and watch a game. I appreciate it. I say I root for the Knights, but I don't have that same, like, when the Yankees are in a big, like, f- the, the emotions that are going, like, I lose my mind. Like, yeah. at the games, like, especially you toss in a couple beers, it's the, <laughs> I I lose, it's, I'm a new person. It's a, I don't have anywhere near that for the Knights, and I don't know that I can ever get it. Like, I'm too old coming yeah. in. Well, we're, we're, so we're recording this a week after the World Series ends. I think it's going to be like another week or so before this comes out. So, we'll But the hot stove. I grew up just being obsessed with, I would read like baseball almanacs and like stats, sports almanacs in general, just like stats books, because I was the skinny Jewish kid who just never had any athletic ability. <laughs> and I'm like, if I'm the smart one, then maybe I can like get involved in sports. Yeah, they, that yeah, you you just wanted to be the manager. Yeah, <laughs> you just like I that was that was fast about the World Series this year. How many like crazy stats or like things that had never happened before? There was um, so every road team won the game. It went to Game Seven, and road team won every game. No road team had ever won every game of a series for the first six games in any sport in history, in any seven game, in every any se- playoff series in the NHL, the NBA, or MLB. It's it's ridiculous. I I always just think like how every single time like people just leave every all seven times people are just mad. Yeah, the home crowd the was upset every single game of the every World time. Series. There was never that big like we won the yeah. like. They had, um, what was it? the Nationals had uh, five come-from-behind victories in elimination games in one postseason. Yeah, these is, there's going to be, I can't imagine, Juan Soto, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it, it was, was so cool Juan to Soto, watch it. it was, uh, he had the most RBIs in a World Series under the age of 21. The only other person who had, I think it was seven RBIs in one World Series. The only other person under 21 to ever have that in a World Series is Mickey Mantle. Yeah, it's a good company. Juan Soto is going to be one of those guys that, like, I think he's awesome and hilarious right up until, like, the Yankees have to play him in some kind of big thing. Yeah. And then that, like, oh, really, it's ball two and you're going to rub your balls in our pitchers? Like, I'm going to hold the bat all the way to first base. That was I, – the unwritten rules of baseball are so weird to me. that it's, I, I don't get why you can't do that. L- no, if it's the World Series – Bad flipping for me, it's like bad flipping is acceptable if you have given your team the lead post seventh inning or it's the World Series. And then it's do open call, do whatever you want. First pitch of the game, I hit a home run, I'm flipping the bat. 
that's not a bad one. There's like special exceptions too, but like I'm kind of like if you can do whatever if it gives you the lead in the World Series. I think I said this on Twitter. Like run the whole bases, just waving the bat at every <laughs> single fielder you see. Like we have got the world in the world, the lead in the World Series. Yeah, can come at us. That's fine to me. I loved that. Uh, Juan Soto thought it was funny, and then Bregman had a public apology about it. Yeah. But I mean, I grew up with baseball. I played baseball, too. And there were, like, I didn't know a lot of the unwritten rules. Like, there was, a, uh, years ago, Alex Rodriguez, when he went back to the dugout, crossed over the pitcher's mound, and the other pitcher yelled at him for it. You're supposed to go, you're not supposed to t- run over the pitcher's mound. No, it's like the ultimate, screw you, I, I disrespect your pitcher. <laughs> I don't, I never even knew that until that happened. Oh, my God. I knew that because, you, you know how, like, in any situation where, like, children are playing sports, there's, like, two overweight dads ruining it for most people yeah like they're just creating therapy moments for everyone involved a a grown man was screaming at a child for running across the mound oh not not even like the other coach he was like you disrespected them like how dare like he's like do you understand how bad that makes all of us look and it's like sir do you understand how bad you look like in hindsight everybody's looking at it like wow that kid messed up it's like no that's an adult yeah it smells like cigars spending a saturday yelling at 10 year olds that's weird so yeah it's Uh, very common actually (laughs) it's how most people learn baseball yeah maybe that's why more people don't like it they just like have all these memories of Probably. I mean, yeah, it's it's weird. We've kind of seen in our lifetimes football take over baseball as the American pastime. But baseball's like so woven into American history also in the last like hundred years. Football doesn't really have that, but now it's like quarterbacks are the celebrities of sports more so than most people don't know Mike Trout if they're not a baseball fan. I think that's going to start to switch. This was a great year for baseball. Attendance was up, viewership was up. That guy, uh, that guy, John Boy doing those breakdowns. Who was that? Uh, you know those guy who does the the breakdowns of like mostly manager and player fights, just like, and he'll he's really good at lip reading. Yeah, he's just a big YouTube channel. Like between YouTube and Twitter, I've been able to get back into sports so much more. Like yeah. when I was in college, I kind of fell off, and then as soon as I got out, all those awesome accounts, like all the memes and stuff, like the Reddit group, like yeah. that brought me back into it. Like having this whole network of people yeah. to watch with all the time. Yeah, well, I was in college during the 2009 Yankees World Series run. Ah, that's fun. I that would... was uh, fun. Well, cause, uh, and my two roommates in college were, uh, two, I had a suite, but my room had the TV, and two of my roommates were big Yankees fans, so we'd all pile in to watch the Yankees in the postseason. And also, baseball is very, um, it instills a lot of superstition in everyone who does it. I think more so than every other sport. Yeah, oh my God. There's, uh, there's people who are, like, very good friends of mine who have, like, significant others that I hold grudges against because, like, they're from a place that, like, and now in my head I'm like, oh, since they started dating this person, the Yankees haven't done <laughs> shit, and I dislike them. And I, yeah. I, I've, like, there's there's been bars I'll never go back to. Yeah, because, you can't watch like, a game in that bar if the Yankees lost the last time you were there. It was either the Championship Series or Division Series. We were playing the Angels. Um, and uh, I get out of the gym, and they were playing it on the screen in, like, the lounge area right outside the gym on my campus, and I sit down to watch the game, and the Yankees were winning, and two girls came out of the gym and sat on either side of me and started talking about being Yankees fans and, like, ba- like small talk, and uh, I was just focused on the game, and the Angels started coming back, and they tied it, 
and I was like, I have to go. They were doing fine until you two came. Oh my God. That's such a weird moment of being like a big sports fan when you're around casual ones where like yeah. everyone's watching the game with you and now something is going bad. Yeah. And they don't care and you do. And yeah. you're trying to like, there. you know that like five minutes where you're trying to keep the energy, like you don't, you're dying inside and you're still trying to talk about like whatever bullshit these people, yeah. like, you're like looking at the TV, like how the fuck are you blowing this lead? Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. The A is going to be out all weekend. God damn it. Like, <laughs> I got I got back to my dorm. It was still tied, and um, I don't know what I had eaten, but I was very gassy, and I started farting. And it was uh, also it was kind of funny because uh, the TV was in my room, so everyone had to stay there to watch the game, and they weren't going to leave. So I got to kind of do whatever I wanted. I could just fart, and they're not going to leave because they're stuck there because they have to watch the game. And uh, but the Yankees ended up taking the lead and winning. And every game, if the Yankees were losing, they would just get gone by beans and like try and feed me stuff to get me to fart. Jesus Christ! <laughs> just so the Yankees. Could come. That's they, real fat. That's that's, goddamn. They won the World <laughs> Series though. It worked. That, that's like a would you rather. It's like would, would you want your team to win the championship, but you also have to be in a hot box of a wrestler farts? <laughs> like, like yeah, it's just like oh, I don't know. I I feel like I'd have to think about that. Yeah. One. I mean, I there's. Sports. There's a crack in my phone. I'm like looking at it right now that I know for a fact happened as the Red Sox won the 2018 World Series. I was running up a staircase in a bar and I I looked up, saw them win, and I just fell on my fucking face. Oh, and I just tripped on these stairs and I fucking cracked my phone. And every time I open it now, I'm like, oh yeah, they won the 2018 World Series. That, that your was... phone is still cracked from that fall. Oh yeah, 100. I never oh, got it fixed. God. It's right there. That's a horrible reminder. Every every time. Uh, them old Lucky Jack stairs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, uh, yes, we're both diehard baseball fans and, uh, I'm also, and I'm a diehard hockey fan. And I am, I don't dislike the sport. I actually have been very much enjoying through you and my, another one of my friends learning more about, you told me that story about that guy who fades a trap pick. Who, oh yeah. That was awesome. In the 1970s, uh, the Buffalo Sabres, their general manager coach was, um, Punch Imlac, who had been with the Maple Leafs before that. He, uh. The draft was uh, not live back in the 70s. The NHL had a rival organization, the WHA, and they were taking players from the NHL. So their draft would only be over the phone. It was no social media. No one knew it until, like, they would be reported a day later. They had to keep it all a secret so the players wouldn't get taken away. They were, uh, they feared they would go to the WHA. So it was on the phone only, 11 rounds. It lasted forever. And so the coach of the Sabres, or the general manager of the Sabres, uh, he figured he got most of his good players in his drafting history in the early round. So after the ten, first 10 rounds, he like, didn't care who he got in the 11th round. So they made up a player. And this is around the time when they started get the NHL started branching out and getting players from Eastern Europe. And it was all North America, mostly Canadians and Americans. And then they just started getting people from Eastern Europe and, uh, not really Russians yet. That kind of, they kind of waited until after the Soviet Union fell yeah, for that. That would be hard. To... There's, I mean, there's a lot of, like, Soviet hockey players who won the Olympics who are some of the greatest hockey players ever who just never played in the NHL. Yeah, so they just, uh, they made, the, they picked uh, Taro Sujimoto. He was the Japanese phenom hockey player, and everyone else was kind of like, ah, oh, we never scouted in Japan. I guess it could be real. 
And uh, in the months leading up to training camp, the legend just grew. They just kept saying, yep, Taro Sujimoto, he's, they had a bio for him, five foot 10, 170 pounds. He's a small guy, but a great skater. He hasn't reported here yet. He's training in the Himalaya Mountains. <laughs> just all this crazy shit about this guy. And then by the time training camp came around, they said, yeah, it was a made-up thing. That wasn't real. The, my favorite part about it was the speculate. People started to figure out that the guy wasn't real, but they also suspected that the league that they – claimed he's from wasn't real but it was yeah the league itself is real it was, been that was since, like, real the 20s. and they know about this too and they've since like retired the guy's number yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah taro sujimoto buffalo sabers legend and uh but yeah i um so yeah i uh grew up uh in the city i one of my earliest sports memories the rangers won the cup in 94 mm -hmm. so i remember like my parents had told me when they, I just knew the Rangers were a team that won. Um, but as I got older, when I got into hockey, um, yeah, I grew up far out in Queens. So I like, uh, was uh, technically it's on Long Island. I was a little closer. We would go out to Roosevelt Field Mall as kids. So I grew up with more of a Long Island influence. When I was in college, I went to school at Stony Brook which is far out of Long Island. Yep. And I would drive and go to Islanders games at the Coliseum all the time. And I became upset. Like, growing up, baseball is probably my number one sport. Right now, I think hockey is probably my favorite sport. Yeah, and my, like, little group of Ever the Rangers are playing to get a rise out uh, of this person. Yeah. That was oh, sort of how root, we would... Root for the person playing the Rangers. Yeah, Thank you. Oh, so I fucking hate the Rangers. That's yeah. It's more just to like give him something to root. Not even mess with him. It's just more fun. I think I if mean, you I have like a yeah. villain to root against. I definitely have that also. If I, if my team's eliminated or if I don't have a team, I'll root against what my friend is rooting for. But I, the Islanders Rangers dynamic, the rivalry is. One of the most intense rivalries in sports. It's because, uh, like, in 1979, Dennis Potvin on the Islanders hit a guy on the Rangers, and the guy got hurt, and they still chant Potvin sucks at Rangers games. Yeah, you know, it's hard to, <laughs> hard to let some stuff go. And in Islanders games, uh, they'll still chant, uh, instead of, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, the whole crowd will do it. If you know the Rangers suck, clap your hands. Yeah. The, the Islanders and Rangers have the same amount of Stanley Cups, and the Rangers have been around three times as long. Yeah. The, the, the way that the person, like my buddy that's into hockey, the way he got, his dad got into it for him. Yeah. That's, the story's amazing. It was like one of their first days in America. They came here from Uzbekistan. Guy barely speaks any English. He's like delivering food, I think. And he's like walking around. And then all of a sudden, the streets fill with people. And he's like, what the hell's happening? And then someone's like, the Rangers won the cup. And he's like, what the fuck is a Ranger? Yeah. And they're like, it's hockey. And he's like, hockey? I it's like one of the only sports. He's like, wait, people like hockey here? Yeah. This is excellent. And they're like, Rangers. And so from that up point on, they were like huge Rangers fans. Yeah. I love that story I so mean, much. Yeah, but... growing up, the Islander, most of my life, like, Born in 1990, I missed the 80s dynasty, but like growing up, the Islanders, I played the video game and they had a guy named Zygmunt Palfi. I thought it was a funny name. And when you're a kid, that's all it takes to become a fan. Yeah. Um, but I did love Mike Madonna and the Dallas Stars were like my team of like, if, once the Islanders are out, or a Western Conference team, 
that I can root for that doesn't really interfere with my Islanders fandom because Mike Madonna was the only like top player who was American. Everyone was Canadian. Yeah. So the all-time leading goal scorer for Americans. And the Stars won a couple Stanley Cup. Uh, they won a Stanley Cup and then lost the next year, but they got there tw- twice in a row. That whole team, I really like that team. But once um, I started going to Islander games when they had just drafted John Tavares, it was just one great player surrounded by guys who weren't that great. And now they've come together. They've won nine in a row as we're recording. They're playing tonight, and we'll see. I'm going. I went, went to the game at Nassau Coliseum a couple of weeks ago. I'm going again later this week. It's, I love it, and I hate the Rangers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I also, for a brief time in high school, experimented with being a Philadelphia Flyers fan, despite yeah. my distaste for the city. Yeah. Um, what ended up happening was I'm such a big Yankee fan that I have some unresolved issues with the fourth year of, you know, the first decade of this century. I don't like it very much. 2004 is a stupid year, and it basically never happened in my head. So <laughs> there's flyers at another point in the field. I forget what year it was, but they went down 3 nothing to the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final, or the no. Eastern Conference final. Yeah. And it was the Eastern Conference final. They go down 3 nothing. They came back. They yeah. come back, but in game seven, they were down three goals to nothing Yeah. and came back. And I thought it was so funny that I was like, you know what? Anybody who does that, Boston <laughs> is okay in my book. And I yeah. didn't really have a hockey team. And I also knew that my high school was so divided between the Devils and the Rangers that if I was to start wearing Flyers t-shirts, yeah. I, everybody's being mad now. And that's kind of funny yeah. to me. There'd be so many times where I'd be walking down the hallway and then someone would be like, "You <laughs> name their second goalie. <laughs> and like, yeah, and I'd be like, okay, shut up. Well, that was, last year in the playoffs, one of the best series I ever saw it was the San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh You're, my God! Did, the, yeah, the, the Knights are. That was so much fun. The Knights. Well, a are, couple years ago when they got to the finals in their first year. Yeah, that was great. It was so much fun. And, and the city has completely adopted that. Like, if I lived in Vegas, I would become a massive Knights fan. Because, you were just there. Yeah. Yeah, I was there a couple weeks ago, and the city loves them. The locals are so about it. One of the cab drivers was telling me when they first announced ticket sales, they sold out the entire season ticket package in packages of less than five, which means regular people bought them, not the casinos. Yeah. So like all the locals actually fill that place. Yeah. It's not tourists really. It's not, it's the locals come it's out. It's the first pro sports team Vegas has ever had. And everywhere, like all the souvenir shops, it's all night yeah. stuff. Like they've really embraced them as their team. It's really cool to see. I'm it like, was, yeah, their first game was like a week after there was the shooting at the concert. Is that I'm in Vegas, and then a week later they have their opening game and they win their home opener. It's the big story, and then everyone expects they're an expansion team. They'll kind of lose out of that. And they actually ended up going like, "Can we get a shooting in Long Island so the Islanders can make the Stanley Cup?" The, uh, <laughs> I mean, the other thing about Vegas too is they are ready for more sports. Like if you, I think I texted you, like you walk through the airport. And the sports stores, it's all Vegas stuff, but then there's so much Raiders stuff, but it doesn't say Oakland. It just says Raiders and the logo. There's no Oakland on any of it. They're so ready to be like... I also asked another one of the dealers, I was like, you guys think you'll ever get the A's? And the guy got, like, angry. He's like, I am so tired of being used as a threat by the Oakland A's. (laughs) It's been 12 years. Every time, California, oh, Vegas. It's like, bro, where are you? He's like, where are you from? And he's like, San Diego. I what are you fucking? Care, dude. I just saw a report that the the L.A. Chargers are now they're considering moving to London because the L.A. market is too flooded now that the Rams and the Chargers are there. Make airplanes tiny bit better. That's awesome. If like if you could get to London in 
four hours from New York. Yeah. With, with football, I don't think it's that bad for them to have a, like one European expansion because they only play once a week. I saw, I was reading a thing about the NHL talking about expanding to Europe. They would have to do like a whole division and they'd have to organize the schedule so that the all the, like the European teams do like one road trip to America a year and the American teams do like one or two road trips to play the European teams a year and you like organize it like that. Yeah. But it'd yeah, be, I mean, it'd be tough. I mean, it'd be really mean to send the Chargers to England. Philip Rivers has what, like 50 kids? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's got to find a new school for all of them. He's that's... like the biggest trash talker who never curses. Have you ever it's heard so those sound funny. bites? Yes, he can't. He'll. He's so good at it. He'll like, it's not just swearing. It's like, like it's one of those i can't even describe it like you know like he's making up phrases the whole time and he never slips up there's yeah. never like a shit or a fuck in there it's just like oh See, gosh like, darn it you silly yeah <laughs> like he's like you really overthrew that gosh darn ball there like, <laughs> and it's said with vigor too like yeah. with fire like as it's almost like a it's like that show the good place where they just can't swear no matter how hard they try it's like fucking funny yeah um you were talking about the monday night football game the black cat ah, the new yes. biggest star of the national football everybody league. was deciding who it was going to be bad luck for it turns out that was the turning point where the giants stopped playing football yeah the freaking giant although did you get any of the game golden tate hair uh, not golden uh, i saw the highlights afterwards i was doing just was... regular tate i that's the thing about getting older now if you have the same last name as anybody that's ever played before yeah. i'm gonna say the older one and then correct myself i fucking <laughs> hate it so much yeah but uh no tate had this freaking amazing one-handed catch yeah. right near the end zone that was really it is cool. golden tate on the giants it is golden tate yeah all right i've See, like, yeah. <laughs> I just said Golden Tate, and I was like, wait, he was on your fantasy team 10 years ago. That's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, so he would, this yeah, is how much been I've been paying attention been to the Giants. He's been around for years. a while. But yeah, I, that's. I've fallen off on football so hard because every time I watch football, I'm reminded. It's just flags, flags, flags. It's, I know. it's a matter of pass interference penalties. It's, it's so... honestly, I still follow it. I have a fantasy. I'm in first place in my fantasy league, by the way. So yeah, as people are listening, um, I don't At a certain point, well, we'll give our Twitters at the end of the episode and. Uh, but yeah, in general, I have people like send stuff in, questions or whatever, and fantasy advice. I'm in first place in fantasy football, and I probably won't be for. I may not be for long, so give, ask for my advice right now. But I um, no, football. I like. I've, I will sit down and watch all the games, but yeah. just to just to be invested in the Giants is a fucking annoying experience right now. Too. Yeah, well, that's well for me because I grew up uh, not feeling really connected to the Jets or Giants. Brett Favre, I loved, so I have I have like favorite players. And, uh, and I, so like as a kid, I had a Troy Aikman jersey. Um, I remember I got really into the Saints the year after the Hurricane Katrina, and the team actually was overperforming. So the first football jersey I went out on my own to buy was a Deuce McAllister jersey. That's weirdly wholesome of you. I would have thought that you'd be just straight up like, oh, screw you and your <laughs> torn up city. I want to see you guys lose this game 60 to nothing. That's so anti what I know about you. That you well, like, it was, they were fun. Oh, the city is building itself up again around football. That's so what? That's not it was they were a fun team. Joe Horn was their receiver. Pulled out his cell phone to celebrate. Called his mom after scoring a touchdown on the field as his touchdown celebration. Uh, hey, I'm not. I, they were yeah. fun. That's just more wholesome than I expected yeah. out of you. That was, that was. Oh, I'm into the um, Saints for a nice reason. But yeah, then, I thought it would have um, been Bounty Gate. Like I love yeah. the Saints. They paid players to injure other people. It's. I mean that. Uh, so I kind of stopped rooting for him. That kind of brought me back in a little bit. <laughs> but no. So uh, I had a friend who moved up from Texas who was a football player to my name. Neighborhood. And every weekend, I was like 15, he would give out free beer to anyone who would come over and watch the Longhorns <laughs> and the Cowboys. And I was like, I'm with you. And that was the year Vince Young led the Longhorns to the national championship. 
And I'm like, I'm with you on football, and there was Longhorns and Cowboys since then. So I've only been a Cowboys fan, like, really into rooting for the Cowboys since, like, the Tony Romo years. My first year, like, really getting into the Cowboys is the year he, like, dropped the snap on the extra point in the playoff game. For free beer. Yeah, for free beer. Um, and the Longhorns have been kind of miserable since then. All uh, the Cowboys, with the Cowboys, it's just they make the playoffs, they win a division, and the second you think, hey, they actually may have a shot, that's when they'll lose. Oh yeah, no, there was a. a that's pretty much right. I don't remember them ever really. The Giants beat them in both yeah. their Super Bowl runs. Probably, uh, we would lose the Giants a lot of times in like the last game of the season. Or um, I mean, well, a couple weeks ago, I'm at the, I was at that Jets game. Mm-hmm. I was ah. there wearing my Cowboys stuff. A lot of Cowboys fans there also. Cowboys fans travel well. Um, no, they're just everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. But I, uh, I'm there, and I didn't like. I wasn't saying stuff necessarily to other fans there, but my friends who I was with who were Jets fans, I was talking shit, and I was talking shit on social media. Like, I'm gonna uh, go into the Jets game now wearing Cowboys stuff. Hope I don't get beat up. LOL, JK. Jets don't beat anybody. And then of course the Jets beat the Cowboys, and the other fans there weren't even shit talking. They were just patting me on the back because they felt bad. Oh yeah, because that's gonna be their only win. Yeah, that and just, but that just—it was the worst day of my life. That was the worst thing ever. Yeah, that couldn't have been. Oh my god, no, the worst. I've had a pretty fucking awful day at MetLife. I was at the um, the quote unquote miracle at MetLife. They're like Philly fucking losers yeah. think they know about miracles. <laughs> no, that was awful. No, and it was one of those ones where like if you had if your head wasn't in your ass, you saw the Giants were losing that game at the start of the fourth quarter. Like yeah. when it when, when the momentum changed, that. Watching them kick it and it didn't go out of bounds, like everyone knew. All right, that's a touch. Like it, it was so. It was horrible. I've never seen a quieter, like walk away. And I, I was there was a you know Philly fans. They're everywhere yeah. too. So they. Oh, oh my god, that was the worst. I wanted to say you. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before the uh, the Browns player Jermaine Whitehead who got fired or got uh, cut from the Browns because he went uh, giving death threats on Twitter after the game. The Browns also big disappointment this season. Yeah, they had. The most the most hype they've had probably in a long time. Um, they they do this all the time. They'll well, no, get, they usually don't have any hype. <laughs> well, they'll get somebody, and then immediately it goes all to shit. That I mean, Baker how many Mayfield. number one draft picks have they had that have just oh, completely God. never done anything well, ever? Well, Baker Mayfield did pretty well last year, and uh, and also I like Baker Mayfield. He gets shit for, like, being cocky, but he's never done anything that I thought, like, isn't cool. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Browns, they're just, they're, they're like the Nets. They're just one of those teams that just, they're a losing culture. They're never going to win anything because they just, that's what they do. Yeah, they're, but he, they're to lose. Yeah, but Baker Mayfield would do something like uh, last year when they fired their coach, Hugh Jackson, and he was coaching for the Bengals. And Baker Mayfield, like, so he's fired from the Browns. Later that year, he's playing for a division rival. He's coaching a division rival. They play against each other, and Baker Mayfield gets some play. And then as he's, like, walking backwards, he, like, stares at Hugh Jackson, like, grills him. And he got shit for doing that. Like, that's competitive. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, people get shit for the stupidest stuff now. I mean, that's the twitter world i mean yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna you're gonna piss off the 40 people on yes. twitter it actually it'll feel like there's a lot of people mad but yeah you got to remember it's like no nah, that's 40 people on the other side of um pissing people off on twitter and maybe deserving it so jermaine whitehead uh it was a safety i'm pretty sure for the browns and he got beaten on a couple of big plays and so people were tweeting at him like saying he sucks or whatever just like fan stuff and then uh, he responded to them and was like, uh, you want to give you my address? I'll kill you. That's on blood. I'll murder you. I'll shoot you. Like, And then 
the guy says, okay, and then he puts his address online for the fan, and uh, he called him a cracker at one point, which was, this was a funny thing. The first article I saw, the headline was like, goes on racist tirade, and I was <laughs> like, Jermaine Whitehead, I'm like, pretty sure that's a black guy, and I look it up, and he's, the fact that he said cracker made it a racial tirade. That's insane. But also, he's insane. Like, that's, I think we were talking about this a little earlier. It's just, it's a bad move across the board. If you're going to tell somebody on Twitter, like, this is where I am. Come and fight me. You have lost already. Yeah. You look like a moron. All that person has to do is be like, yeah. no. <laughs> and you look like a fucking idiot. And also, as like, people going after, like, fan, uh, I mean, he just went after the fan, but in general, the fan saying you suck whatever we were talking about this because the Yankees started getting shit for their chance in the playoffs yeah I, that that's dumb but this one guy I mean if you're gonna start I don't know exactly what he said but if he said stuff like I'll shoot like if he's on Twitter just like I have a bunch of guns I filed off all the serial numbers I am at this address in this apartment I yeah. also have stolen credit card like if yeah. you're just like on Twitter just saying wild shit then okay yeah. cool they're like fucking but yeah no, people them. but everyone went after the Yankees fans because we would like chant Uber at a guy who used to drive Uber after he had a bad game. Everybody would have done that. Which Every is, other it's fun. Any other fan. Every, that's such a. And also, I mean, I got into it with a guy. It was like, if you honestly think that a major league baseball player gives a shit about what the fans are chanting and not. Especially and, in that situation, not him blowing his big chance in the majors. Yeah. And if he does give a shit, good. That's what the home field advantage is. Yeah. It's just. The whole thing, AJ Hinch saying like, "Oh, you know, if they if they get more garbage on the warning track, we're gonna pull our players off the field." It's like, good bitch. I hope you do forfeit. You, Rangers I, fans used to chant, "Beat your wife, Potvin," to Dennis Potvin when he was going through a divorce. It doesn't necessarily make it good. It just means it's not something that people should like single out. It's such a glass house thing. If you're gonna yeah. be like, "Oh, the fans were rowdy and mean," it's like, "Oh, you mean every fan base ever?" Yeah. Like that same guy tried to be like, "Oh, you know, as you, you baseball fans, you're not like a soccer fans." It's like, what the fuck are you talking? About? About yeah, I saw that. that you were going back and forth with the guy on Twitter who's like a proper soccer chant. I'm yeah. like, what? It's like a, yeah, they you mean stop the games due to racism. Yeah, and I said that, games. and that guy turned out to be a, a black guy. He's like, look at my picture and tell me if you think I like racist chants. It was like, yeah, bro. Why are you defending soccer? Yeah, it's then? like I looked at your picture and saw a guy who said soccer was morally superior to anything. Yeah. Like, you fucking come on, man. It, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a glass house thing. That's sort of my my stance on so much of that. It's like not all of it's good. Or defendable. I'm not going to sit here and start defending, like, the artistic integrity of a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. I just know that the glass houses that everyone are in are pretty yeah. impressive looking. People yeah. are doing a lot of rock throwing. Like, you see anybody go after someone on Twitter and then, like, you look at their analytics. They've deleted 8,000 tweets in the last, like, two days yeah. so that they can feel comfortable going at this person for doing what they just hid. It's exactly. like, what I would never, I would never go after want someone for doing stuff, but I delete old tweets. Oh, I do too, and I think that's not fine. As, uh, yeah. No, I think I'm not saying deleting old tweets is bad. I'm saying deleting old tweets the day you're gonna take the moral high ground on yeah. someone else's Twitter is exactly. a really fucking shitty thing to do. Yeah, that's happened with so many athletes. Where like uh, Josh Hader uh, for the Brewers had a thing where he like tweeted rap lyrics seven years ago, and they. Uh, and he had the N-word in them. I saw a thing on, whatever, it was online the other day. Some girl had made her boyfriend a birthday card, and it said, I'm glad you've aged better than your tweets. And it was a bunch of cringy shit he had written in 2009. Oh, and the God. guy was so upset about it, he paid a service to delete his Twitter up until this year. Jesus. And I read that and showed it. My girlfriend was like, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, "I'm what's the name of the service? I'm mad that yeah. this service, I need this service too. Yeah. Bro, we had, I don't know when you got Twitter. I was a junior in high school. I was in college. College, yeah. Yeah, dude, nothing I thought when I was 17 is valuable. Yeah. It should be on record. It's, I am so 
I happy. mean, there was. Do you remember the Cam Newton story when um, uh, the reporter was interviewing Cam Newton at a post game press conference, and he says uh, she just asked him a question about different routes in the game, and he just like kind of smirked and goes, "It's funny to hear a female talk about routes." Yeah. And he got a bunch of shit for being sexist. And then the reporter, people looked into her Twitter history, and she had tweeted the N-word like two years ago. <laughs> it's everyone's got something. No, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like in, in every the idea that everyone is going to be perfect every day. It's like, oh, my. It's it's. People, there, there needs to be like a little bit of like everyone should relax because yeah. if you really dig into anybody, yeah, you can make everybody look terrible. Yeah, that was um, I just brought up Josh Hader, but and it remind me the Nationals came back against Josh Hader in that wild card game. Yeah, he was the guy that blew it. Yeah, they were. I mean, well, the thing, so they were down in the wild card game. They were down two games to one in the division series, and they were trailing in both of those games against the Dodgers, and they were trailing in game six and seven against the Astros. The whole run the Nationals had was insane. Yeah, and then they straight up steamrolled St. Louis. What they yeah. scored two runs in a four game series. That was, it was insane. Yeah. And those two runs were gifts. Like they were basically one should have been an error. One was like a sack yeah. fly. It was St. Louis just they dropped like the ten run first inning against the Braves in the NLDS, and then just had nothing left. Yeah, I don't know where the Cardinal. That that was really weird. I, the Braves were a much better team, I think, than they yeah. were in the Not playoffs. to bring up the worst memory of both of our lives, but. In that 2004 ALCS, the Yankees Red Sox, we won the game three like 19 to seven. Oh, I remember. I remember very, very clearly. Uh, you talking about sports superstitions again? I'm like at a friend's house. We we had just gone up three to nothing, and there was like a girl in our class that was like a big Red Sox fan. And this kid's dad comes in, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you should call her up and just start like talking shit." I'm like, "No." Don't do that. Then we'll lose. Yeah, yeah, like that is we're this is this is seventy five percent. What are you doing? Yeah, Don't we, do that. And then yeah. I watched him do it, and I was oh. like, "You, you fuck, you motherfucker! What if what the fuck have you done?" <laughs> and to this day, I will never ever talk shit before a game on Twitter. Like there is never gonna be. You'll yeah. never see me be like, "We're gonna fucking kill you later." It's like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. That, that is yeah. the wor- It will guarantee. Well, except for I mean, I kind of did with the Cowboys Jets, but I mean, that's what. How and it happens. Have, how could you have known the Jets would beat the? But Cowboys? that's what happens. Like the second you put out, like you give the yeah. universe the chance to smack you in the face yeah. like that, it's going to take it every time. I remember watching that game three that year. My da- I was watching with my dad, and he after we got like thirteen or fourteen runs, my dad was like, "Stop." Save it. It was. I'll never forget it. I was just watching it. It's like you, you piece of garbage. You've, you've, you've killed yeah. us all. And then this kid ends up being like a Braves fan, like two yeah. years later. So it's like oh, you see every kind of bad. Yeah. And what, what's crazy also was, um, because it feels like the Yankees have been good. I mean, you had like a couple of years in like fourteen, fifteen where we weren't that good, but it feels like we've been good for like the last ten years. But it was the first decade the Yankees didn't make a World Series since nineteen ten to nineteen twenty. Yeah. I mean that's such a that's such a weird stat. Like okay, but the, the, once you, but we've done well. Like we've been a good team. I don't understand how that's a knock against us. It's and like it's people not, are no, trying. No, it's not a knock against. It's more of a uh, thing of like how good we've been. Yeah, exactly. People, but I see people on Twitter all the time. Like ha 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 ha. It's like okay, yeah, okay, that's cool. a great thing. Yeah, it's like this isn't or like. The Yankees were posting all kinds of 18-year anniversaries from the 2001 World Series recently, like oh, 2001. Yeah, the Mr. November home run and all oh, that kind okay, of stuff. Yeah. Like, and then the Astros' official, pa- or not the Astros, the uh, Diamondbacks' official page 
keep retweeting all of it being like, talk about what happened three days later. We dare yeah. you. And it's like, all right, Diamondbacks, you know there's kids graduating high school this year that never knew you were good. Yeah. It's like, you really want to start getting... <laughs> I will say, even though the Yankees lost that, I think that's the best World Series maybe there's ever been. Because uh, every game was like extra innings or a walk-off. Yeah. You, I, I hesitate to say anything, even like sidestepping into saying something good about Kurt Schilling. I hope he dies <laughs> in some kind of ridiculous way. But Randy Johnson is one of the best players of all Randy time. Randy Johnson like, was uh, maybe the best pitcher I've seen in my life. Just unbelievable. I saw somebody, I've seen people argue that that free agent contract is the best one in any sport where he got, I think it was 95 to 2001. Yeah. He was in the all-star game all those years. He yeah. won them a world series. He won more than one Cy Young. Yeah. It was it just whatever. He killed a, killed a bird. Was that during that time? Oh, I'm 90... not sure if it was during that was time, in... but in general. I think best... that he is in a Diamondbacks jersey in that yeah. clip. So. In spring training, he throws a pitch, and a bird comes and gets hit by the ball, and the bird just explodes. Yeah, there is no more. Well, every I've watched this with a couple people. They're like, wow, the bird is just gone. I'm like, no, you don't understand. The bird is a gooey mess in between the ball and the catcher's mitt right yeah. now. Like, he's going to take it out, and it's going to be most of the bird. You saw all the feathers, all the meat. That's in the catcher's mitt. Ugh. Um, yeah, I was talking with a couple friends about this. Uh, coming to the end of the decade for the World Series, uh, what is your favorite World Series of the last decade? Or what do you think is the best World Series? Like from 2010 decade? to 2019. I think you, yeah, is it, yeah, because I can't. To yeah, if we're gonna yeah. not say 2009. Yeah. Um. No, the, the Cubs Indians. Cubs Indians is, the, is uh, probably the obvious one because the Cubs uh, just because the Cubs won for the first and time. And that, in that last games. game was ridiculous, and it was. But the but the game the best game was the uh, Rangers Cardinals. The David yeah, Freeze uh, yeah, home the run. Yeah, the David Freeze That's home run. That's maybe the best game ever. Yeah, that was a good time. That was a really – some of the Cardinals ones, some of the Giants ones were fun to watch, but those were also like the, – by the third one, it was like, seriously, this is going to happen the again. The third one I thought was the best. That was against Kansas City, and that's when Bumgarner threw like the five innings of relief. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah, the Royals – Royals-Mets was an interesting one. Yeah. Um, that one was fun because I was living with Mets fans at the time. Yeah, and th just the for the real anger of having that chance again, like a lot of them had just you know 2000 they like yeah. when they were little kids they had it and then they got yeah. taken away and now I don't all I don't feel years, I don't feel any hatred or dislike for the Mets. I root for the Mets unless they play. I go to more Mets games than Yankees games. It's cheaper and I live closer there. That is the that's the way most Yankee fans feel about the Mets. I think, yeah. but I think any Yankee fan that hates them, it, what, why are you wasting your energy? What, yeah. Why they're never in our way? Yeah. We play them two times a year. Yeah. Well, that's why, yeah, Islanders-Rangers are in the same division. Yeah, that makes and, more uh, sense. And also, it's basically, Islanders-Rangers, if you're an Islanders fan, it's like having an older brother who's your parents' favorite, but they're a slacker, and you do the same amount that they do. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the they, was, they were in the original six, where there was a 25-year period of only six teams in the NHL. They didn't win, they're the only one of the six teams who didn't win a Stanley Cup during that time. Yeah. There's only six teams they couldn't win. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty rough. And even after that, it was still another 30 years before they won one, and that was just because they took every player from the Edmonton Oilers dynasty and just remade it. It's one way to do it. <laughs> one uh, way to do it for sure. Anyway, yeah. It's very easy to get me to go on a rant about hating the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, that's how I feel as a Nets fan all the time. I mean, yeah. you know, all anyone wants to talk about is the Knicks and when will the Knicks be good again? It's like, never. They're not going to yeah. be good at, I know. Well, a long that's, time. that's the. I'm a Knicks fan, and 
Every Knicks fan knows the Knicks are terrible. Yeah, now, but I, you guys I, get all the press. It's all the yes, Knicks post is nothing but Knicks. Yes, it's all the press is Knicks. They, they still get but, brought up with the Celtics and the Lakers and yes. the Bulls like they're irrelevant. and I do. Yeah, they, that's just New York market, and I do understand people not liking that. But I don't think anyone talks about the Knicks like they're a good or class. Or no, good but the, there's always the conversation of like, are the Knicks coming back? Where's yeah. their draft picks? Are they bringing free agents in? Yeah. Look at Spike Lee. Still, it's like, oh god damn it, nobody. Yeah. Fucking, they're not that great. Yeah. Really more what the Nets fans want is, like, we want to be acknowledged. Yeah. As, like, we're here also. Yeah. Yeah, my heat with the uh, Rangers is that they don't even admit that they're a bad franchise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. The Knicks at least admit it. Like, you play an MSG, you get all the attention, okay, but. You get the you know. tourist money for sure. Yeah. No, no tourists are coming out to the Barclays Center yet. But, yeah, because I we were talking about it off air when you were talking about the, because uh, you were a kid when the Nets were in the finals. Oh, yeah, I was a kid. I lived so close to the Meadowlands that we would. It was a big deal. It wasn't Meadowlands. Izod Center. Yeah, it's right? part of it. It's in the oh, same. It is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the Continental. It, it's like the Meadowlands is a giant stadium. But I guess now it's MetLife Stadium, Izod yeah. Center, and then the racetrack. Really? Okay. I was at MetLife. I didn't even see Izod Center there. Yeah, it used to be yeah. called the Continental Airlines Arena, yeah. and now it's the Izod. And nobody plays there anymore because the Devils moved to the Prudential Center in yeah. Newark. The Nets played there for a little while too, and now they're in now Brooklyn. They're in Brooklyn yeah. yeah, now it's literally just like Aerosmith and the circus. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what, what happens at Izod Center. Yeah, I grew up like the Knicks were my team, but I just couldn't, like, they were never good. And the one year they were good, we got upset by Miami in the first round, the Allen Houston Knicks. But I loved Shaq. He was my guy. I always had favorite players outside of my favorites. I think I even still do. If my team's not good, or even if they are, I there are other teams I like and I'll root for. The Yankees, I feel like I can't really do that with. Oh, no. There's no other baseball team I have sympathies for. I yeah. feel the same way because the Nets were so historically bad when I was in high yeah. school that I, if I wanted to watch basketball, like Nets weren't an option. I really loved the Blake Griffin, uh, Chris Paul Clippers. Lob City. I really wanted them to do more than they ended up doing. That would have been fun for me to watch. Yeah. Um, but nope. Yeah. My, my, I'm never going to see anything cool in basketball. Like, because yeah. in, in college, my little sister the, went to yeah, the Nets are, The Nets, when Durant comes back next year, they could do something. They could have at least, uh, if they don't win at Champions, they could have a fun playoff series. No, it feels, this feels exactly like when they paid all that money for Pierce and Garnett. Like, Kevin yeah. Garnett is one of the best players ever. Or, or excuse me, I fucking Kevin Durant is one of the best players ever. But he's coming off an Achilles. He's in his mid-30s. Yeah. Like, the the culture of he doesn't have superstars around like he's yeah. not playing with Steph I do Curry love anymore. Him he was a, he was a Texas Longhorn. Anyone who played for the Longhorns, I'm gonna have a soft spot for. I, I want him, him to be good. Yeah, but I'm not getting my hopes up for basketball. Just maybe ever. My I'm so jealous because my college was a fucking joke when it came to basketball. But we yeah. did play D1. My little sister went to Villanova and she got two national championships yeah. in her four years. You went to Marist, right? Yeah, Marist College. Which uh, we had one guy going to the NBA once. Um, and yeah, we covered the spread against Duke once nice. uh, while I was there. And it, was it was an 80 point yeah, spread. Yeah, no, right? it was it was like 82, 83 or something <laughs> like that. And we lost by like 75, but hey, that's covering. That's the World Series for you guys. Well, we were always one of the, we got to play one of those fun games, like, you know, the first game of the year, like yep. uh, Kentucky will play something. They're like, what the yeah. fuck is that? And it's like Poughkeepsie, New York. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember at Stony Brook, we played South Florida and they'd South uh, in football, and South Florida had been good a couple years earlier. 
So we were like, oh, we're playing a team who was once ranked. Maybe they're not ranked now. Maybe we have a shot. We lost like 65 nothing. Our women's team was pretty good. We we won a tournament game one year. I was there. We upset Georgia in the first round of a the women's tournament. Nice. That was like our that was the best sports win we had. We we made the NCAA tournament a couple years after I left, and we got killed by Kentucky in the first round. Our lacrosse team was really good. Yeah, you guys were one of the like ones going for the whole. Thing. Yeah, we were in the fine. We were in the semifinals. We were number four, I think, in the country, and we were had to play Virginia. And this is the only time I've ever seen ESPN cover lacrosse. The University of Virginia, like one of their players or someone who was like related to one of the players was murdered that year. So it became this inspirational story about the University of Virginia having to overcome the odds and uh, become the inspirational story that they had someone murdered and they still win the championship. All they have to do is get by Stony Brook. I'm like, you just turned us into the bad guys. For no reason. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a, there is a reason. Yeah, but, yeah there was like a one that guy got killed. But like other than that, yeah. Yeah. Lacrosse, I remember when I was picking where to go to college, I toured Hofstra, yeah. and they had just lost their football program due to, f- like, lack of funding. Yeah. And they showed everybody the stadium, and they made this whole big point of, like, we have the largest lacrosse-only stadium yeah. out of all of us. Like, you lost yeah. your team a week ago. It was not a plan. For I the- do remember going to a baseball game. It was a Mets game. It was Mets-Astros, and Nick Tropiano was pitching for the Astros, and he was, a, he was at Sony Brook when I was there. I didn't really know him at all but i remember seeing it was like someone from stony books in the major leagues joe nathan's the other big one we have oh yeah our baseball well, field that's at stony a fun Brook. run at stony brook is joe nathan field poor poor twins relievers yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean if i'm uh as a yankees fan if the twins hate us or say anything i can't really say yep, anything. no fair enough yeah fair enough every, would, every memory i have of the twins is them having some kind of collapse in the eighth or ninth inning yeah or even um I saw one of my favorite games I remember watching was the Jason Giambi Grand Slam. That mm. was against the Twins in extra innings yep. in the rain. That's actually yeah. Let me ask you, what is your favorite sports memory? Do you have one specific one that like stands above? Oh yeah, else? I was I was in person for Jeter's walk off to end his career. It was the greatest moment. Of, uh, it was like it was like being at the happiest funeral ever. People they had to like drag people out of the stadium. People just wouldn't leave. They people were like hugging and crying and like telling all kinds of stories about being at the stadium. Yeah. And it was so lined up that it almost felt faked. Like if you yeah. if you tried to script that, you'd be like, oh no, that's too obvious. He can't. Have the game winning. It was not even like it was a home run. It was a classic Jeter single into right field. Yeah. It was set up so perfectly. A lot of stuff had to happen in the ninth inning for that situation. And then just the moment he came up, everyone knew like it. He's he's gonna do it. And then he, yeah. it it was so perfect. I can't. Nothing is gonna top that. I That's, was at a perfect game too, and I was you were, like, which perfect game were Wells. you? Wells. David Wells, yeah, that was that that was the one against the Twins. The, yeah, Jeter. Oh, that's why <laughs> your memories of the Twins always us beating them. Jeter's last hit will forever be the best one for. I don't Mine, uh, my best sports was Aaron Boone home run. I wasn't there live, but I remember my dad. I was like twelve or thirteen. My dad would let me stay up late on school nights if the Yankees were playing. That was the only way I got to stay up. And it's extra innings, Yankees-Red Sox. Uh, it's the height of the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. Yep. Um, and it was like, and t- the last thing we hear is going to commercial, Tim Wakefield's coming into pitch, and Tim Wakefield killed us. Yeah. He always did well against us. So we're like, great, this game's going to last. It was game seven. The Red Sox could finally get to a World Series. They have a chance to break the curse. And uh, my dad's in the kitchen, like, getting coffee. And it come, uh, the, comes back from commercial. First pitch, the home run. My dad wasn't even, I like go into the kitchen. Everyone else is asleep. So I'm like screaming, but trying to whisper at the same time. So I'm like, <gasps> home run. And he's like, who? Aaron Boone. 
who? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it, without that home run, he probably doesn't become he, a manager. Yeah, he's Brett Boone's brother forever. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, that was insane. What was um? What was the first uh, sports game of any kind that you went to? The, the one I can remember the yeah. best specifically is Wells' perfect game. That, I was yeah. I was so young that I didn't understand the significance of what a perfect game was. Like I knew at the end that something out of the ordinary had happened. Like how way- old were you then? <sighs> What year that happened? Ninety-seven. Ninety-eight. No, Cones was it was Cones was ninety-eight. Wells was ninety-nine. Then I would have been five, six yeah. years old, and yeah, and I knew something out of the ordinary had happened because of the, just the intensity of the way people were. Yeah, like I had been to games before. I I think because I knew that this one was like something fucked up just happened. Yeah, and I remember trying to ask people like, hey, hey, explain to me what's happening, and everybody's <laughs> like, shut up, it happened. Like yeah, it's like, all right, sweet, I guess I'll figure this one out in a couple of years. Like, yeah, the first sporting event I went to, it was a Yankees game. I remember it was like the whole family went. My mom's not really a baseball fan at all, but it was just like a thing for. I think it was around my birthday, so we did it for that. It was Yankees. Angels. It was when the Angels had the old jerseys where they had like the stripes going down uh, and uh, the uh, gray with like the blue sleeves. And uh, it was like the Darren Erstad and Mo Vaughn Angels. <laughs> and I remember um, we had to leave before the game was over. So we listened on the radio to the rest of it because it was like a school. Uh, I don't know if it was a school night or whatever. My parents didn't want us to You were just with one of late. those traffic beater people. No, my no, my parents were not beat the traffic. It was, uh, it's getting late. My mom probably wanted to go home. My dad didn't want to say no. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember like the next year I had a baseball almanac and it was listed as like one of the best games of the year for the Angels. Mariano blew the save. I think it was Mo Vaughn he gave up a home run to. That's tough. And I Darren Erstad made like a diving catch to save the game on a Posada hit. And then I think Erstad had the walk off, uh, not the walk off, but the go ahead hit later. But I just remember it was the first game I went to. I was like nine or ten. So I had already watched a bunch of baseball and was super into it for years and had just never been to any event like that before. Which I think is, uh, it's interesting. You you were going to baseball games before you were aware. Oh, yeah, no. It was, it was my dad's, like, big thing. Like, it, it was in my family for a long time. So yeah. I, before I could remember, I we were all about the Yankees, I'm sure. Yeah. There's well, my dad, my parents weren't, my dad wasn't going to games a lot. He would, like, sometimes as a kid he would go, but he told me stories about, like, he found, like, a YouTube clip of, like, a 1950s Milwaukee Braves-New York Yankees game, and it's just, like, two cameras, one announcer, and he's just, like, you just relax and watch a baseball game. Yeah, no, it's... it's Sounds nice. I mean, yeah. besides being in New York in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, that, that sounds fucking yeah. terrifying. But, yeah. like, forget Well, yeah, forget I look that. back to some old sports stuff sometimes, and I'm like, that seems really cool. But if I was living in that time, it would be cool. But knowing what we have now, I'd be like, no instant replay, no being able to go online and see what the other teams are doing. You have to wait for the newspaper to come out the next day to see what the Red Sox did. Yeah, and if, if you go to the game, you have to. it's like 90 degrees, but you're in a three-piece suit for whatever That's- reason. <laughs> It's so stupid. Yeah. All right. So uh, before we wrap up, we're going to do uh, last segment. We'll put, try and make this a recurring segment, I think. So our producer, Dave, does not know anything about sports. So we call the segment Stupid Questions with Dave. Hi. What's Hello. up, Dave? Uh, hey. So uh, in this segment, uh, people oh, people say that there's no such thing as stupid questions. In this segment, we try to disprove that. <laughs> Dave listens to us talk about sports for uh, 50 minutes to an hour, doesn't know, probably doesn't know a lot of what we're talking about, and now 
we come to you. Any questions about what we discussed? Yeah, first, first question, first and foremost, I think I know uh, Matt pretty well. I'm very surprised that he said Golden Tate and didn't make a Golden Tate joke this whole time. My, uh, my fantasy football team two years ago was named Golden Tate. Really? Okay, all right, that explains that. Because I was like, how on earth, who are you, and what have you done with Matt? He was my, just trying not to repeat material. Right, yeah. right. My, uh, my fantasy quarterback this year is Jared Goff, so I named my team Jerking Goff. <laughs> Sometimes That's it's the great. simple puns. Uh, yeah. This is actually from the uh, precursor episode I'm, I'm holding over. Uh, what is sports ball? What is the term? Oh, it's oh, just yes. a, Okay, so sports ball is something that, like, people who don't like sports, if they see you watching it, they'll be like, oh, you're watching your sports ball? Because it's just, like, instead of saying baseball or football, they're, like, just dismissing it. And It'd be it's like, the same thing yeah. as being, like, if you walked up to someone playing video games and you're like, oh, look at you with your PlayStation box on. Oh, yeah. Like, or if you like Star Wars, like, oh, your space thing. If you're about like, to ask who does this, really annoying, bad people do this. Because, like, you're saying it to either athletes or, yeah. or jocks. Like, how, how are you going to, like... Like, I only imagine a small person going up to a very large person to call it sports ball. The, 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 the last time that it happened in person, I was with somebody who I'm in a bar, and this guy, not 20 minutes earlier, had gone on for a long time about how he hosts Super Smash Brothers tournaments, which, like, cool. That's just fine. You have friends in a social thing. They all meet up at a bar. There's, like, 30 of them. He doesn't even play. He, like, puts on the thing. He wanted us all to be, like, happy. I turn around for five fucking minutes. I'm watching the three-point contest, and he's like, what's that? I'm like, it's the three-point contest. And he goes, mm, sports ball. I was like, bro... What is wrong with you, man? And he's like, I don't like sports because I don't. Uh, none of those players are from those cities that they're in. Like, it doesn't even make sense. And I was like, bro, are you from Hyrule? Like, <laughs> you, you PlayStation box loser. Like, like, like everybody has their thing. Yeah. Like, I will. I will talk shit about people waiting in line for sneakers while I'm waiting in line for the next Lord of the Rings movie. Like, yes. We all have our thing. Yeah. If you're taking the stance of like. All those people who like something are dumb. Like, you're probably wrong right. across the board. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's almost never a situation where you can look at a bunch of people enjoying something and yeah. shit on it and not look like a dick. And yeah. some of it, it just came from, like, kids who were either nerdy or not popular in high school because they liked something that wasn't cool. And the thing that was cool to like was sports. Right, right, right. So now they're just... They're in power now. Like, culturally, if you like sports, you're a dumb bro or a jock. So now they get to be the bullies that they had... Had to, it's the same thing. Abuse the abuser becoming the abuse. The abused becoming the abuser. But that's like when you when like actually being a sports fan. That's not the reality I see at all. Like especially baseball Twitter. You look at all half the accounts have a rainbow flag next to their bio. Like mm -hmm. baseball is a huge following amongst people who aren't like dude broy. Yeah. Like crazy. And despite like, that, I still like it. Yeah, you know, it, it's <laughs> I I don't think that it's reflective of like the people who don't like it at all have this incorrect yeah. it's probably the same thing as anything else the people who suck are the loudest and they're the yeah. ones that are right up in front of like. course well it's all sports in general kind of has a um like uh rub some dirt on it hard work uh, it's a little bit like has a little bit of conservativeness to it in that mindset yeah, and the people and part of that it's always the people that are the worst are going to be the loudest and yeah. they're going to be the ones that make like the people who are going to run up behind someone at a urinal and dump like five beers on them like of course they're going to be the ones that get 
I mean, if, it, if it's YouTube a, or whatever, if it's a Rangers fan, like yeah, that's sort of the thing. like any sports fan kind of sees that and they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't have had to pee, you yeah. fucking <laughs> you, you dumb piece of shit. That's what you get for I, having to pee. I get that too. That's in my head also, but I've always I've tried to like curb that because like. Two days later, it never feels like, hey, remember when we just saw that guy and just fucking dumped $25 worth of liquid on it? Like, it's not a good feeling. To yeah. be, I get it in the moment, too, though. The last question that I had for you guys was, you kind of talked about this a little bit, like traditions and what not to do for luck's sake. But I, when I was in college, I had a friend who was a, a Cubs fan. And when the Cubs were batting, he could not sit down. <laughs> yeah. And as a joke, I was like, out of curiosity, like, how much money would I have to give you right now? to sit down while the Cubs are batting. And he's like, no, no amount of money. I, I, I physically can't. Mm. Do you guys have any physical manifestations mm-hmm. that, that you acknowledge that outside the world of sports, someone would look at you and be like, that's a little weird? Yeah. I mean, uh, not I wearing other teams, it, people will do it for fashion, and that deeply bothers me mm-hmm. that people will, like, I've tried to start conversations with people, like, oh, man, you know, like, the Blue Jays last week, and they, like, take their hat off, and they're like, oh, what? No, I just like the blue and the B. It's like, oh, you, what? <laughs> you don't know what you're representing. Like, so I don't, I don't like that at all, and I got into a big fight with my girlfriend once, because she's from Atlanta, and I was going to take her to see the Braves play the Mets, and she had a Braves hat, and I was going to, like, wear it i guess and i told her i would and we're on the train and she's like oh i brought you the hat she hands it to me and i'm like looking at it and i feel sick (laughs) physically ill and i'm holding it and i can't physically bring it above waist level Mm -hmm. i'm gonna hold this thing and i'm sitting there trying to coach myself into like just just picture mentally like if it's on your head what is it what's it gonna look like or could you and then she saw me start to sweat and she's like you don't you're, I brought this thing for you. Are you going to put it on? I was like, no, I'm, I don't think I'm going to. She's like, I, I brought you, you said you'd wear it. And I was like, I, when I said I'd put it on, I believed myself. <laughs> but we've reached a point where I think I'll shit myself and die if I don't give you this hat back. Yeah. <laughs> and then for the rest of the game, she's telling strangers, like, I brought him this hat, and he says he'll throw up if he puts it on. How ridiculous is he? And then all the Mets fans were sort of like, no, no, that makes no, sense. That hat means you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> I would, you got him the yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, that, all the Mets fans were like, whoa, we would have burned it. Like, we we would have had hazmat suits. We would have yeah. thrown you off the train if we had known. I could see myself wearing another jersey. If it's not, they're not playing against my team. I have, like, a Montreal Expos hat and a Hartford Whalers jersey. Those teams don't exist anymore. If you, if you, so that's a little, that's like throwback. Yeah, that's, I could see myself wearing, like, a... Connor McDavid Edmonton Oilers jersey because he's a really good player and I could talk about that but say I'm an Islanders fan yeah um, I don't think I could do it for baseball though that's so I don't know why I feel that way about that but I do have as far as a physical thing um I don't really play many much sports anymore but when I did I remember as a kid hearing that Wayne Gretzky always put his left dress left side first and then right side and uh, and I was pl- I was a goalie in roller hockey, so I put this. Usually you do skate on skate on pad on pad. Like I would do the skate, then the pad, everything on the left side first, and then everything on the right side. And I got a shutout like the next three games. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, then when baseball season came around, or no, it was roller hockey in the summer. So I had a bit literally baseball game, and I did it before a baseball game. 
and I had, like, the most hits and RBIs I'd had in a while. And I was like, got to keep doing, like, wrestling season. I was doing amateur wrestling, and I put the left boot on first, and I had a run of, you know, since then it would be like, oh, bad game, but I'm like, that's just a coincidence. Like, this is this is proven. Like, this is scientifically proven. This is going to make me better. If I have a bad day, it's like, it's not going to be 100% of the time. Not you, No one's going to be 100% good. But I would 100% be worse if I put on right side. That's first. funny. I never had any of those because I knew, like, like oh, the problem is I left the house to go play rec basketball. Like, <laughs> I, I, that, was, that was the unlucky thing. It's like, as soon as I put this jersey on, I was already cursed. How many how many kids were horribly maimed because they thought that it, like, it shielded them? It's like, Dan Marino always did it this way. That's what... <laughs> yeah. Now there's yeah. that day on the there's a, every football first day there's like two or three people who are definitely <laughs> just like oh I thought the pens would help. It's like, no, no, I re- really. I I remember walking around before a little league baseball game. I had my right cleat and I didn't know where my left one was and I was walking around holding the right cleat because I would not put it on until I found my left shoe. So I had to put the left shoe on first. <laughs> So th- uh, thank you guys for listening to the first first Who's On First podcast. We'll be back every week talking sports. And we'll start getting guests also. We'll start uh, within a couple weeks. We'll have uh, comedians coming in talking about their sports fandom, talking about what's going on in the sports world. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, at Real Matt Marin on Twitter. That's Real M-A-T-T-M-A-R-A-N. I'm at Anthony Pass, P-A-S-S, 94. So, yeah, tweet us if you have anything you want us to talk about, any fantasy sports advice. I play every fantasy. I know, Anthony, you don't really play too much fantasy. I don't play too much fantasy because it's um, – I get frustrated. Like, if it's, like, two weeks in and shit is going wrong, I do not yeah. feel like spending an entire week of my well, life trying doing, to, like, reboot the whole I, thing. Yeah, I started doing daily fantasy too, which is just – That I can get more yeah. into because that's just, like, one and done. I also like the sort of – I'm not going to spend 20 bucks to care about something for – Weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, I want, I want the return. About it for yeah, a day, yeah. Was, well, yeah. Once I got into like actually just betting on spreads and shit, it's like I right, fantasy might take a little bit of a backseat to yeah. this. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Later. Later.